Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this lovely Saturday morning, a little wet, but we manage. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Yeah, it seems to be, you know, those uh, football games last week that were super rainy. Just came to that the east side. But yeah, I'm excited for week eight. Continuing week eight, the start of week eight was excellent. Let's hope we can get, you know, some uh, good uh, momentum going into the weekend. Yeah, man, you you referenced the start of week eight, and so we got a, a Thursday night football game to break down, and it was a very interesting game we had, man, as the uh, the Green Bay Packers take on the previously undefeated Arizona Cardinals, ending that win streak that they had uh the start to the undefeated season winning the game here by a score of 24 to 21 and probably what was one of the wildest endings i had seen in a game uh in a long time um you know with about i think i guess there was there was 12 seconds on the clock i think when the, when they snapped the ball there on that last play uh kyler murray had was limping around um comes to the line of scrimmage they they could easily kick the the game tying field goal there and go to overtime but they try to run one more play put it in the end zone and you know there must have been some kind of miscommunication or something yeah it's <laughs> kyler yeah. just throws the ball up in the back right corner of the end zone and the DB saw it. Rasul Douglas saw it. AJ <laughs> Green had no idea that that ball was coming and Rasul Douglas you know one hand taps it to himself, keeps his feet in bounds, and that was the game pretty much. And it was just funny because that entire drive, that start, that drive started on the Arizona one-yard line and or inside the Arizona one-yard line, and they were able to drive that ball all the way down. Uh, the defense was reeling. You could see Aaron Rodgers, like, freaking out on the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Reactions to every play. And all of a sudden, you know, the game's over uh, just like that. But, Greg, uh, what are your thoughts on the game and uh, any Thursday night takeaways for the people? Uh, yeah, again, very solid game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers now 7-0 and in that last seven games without Devontae Adams, which is uh, very impressive. Uh, you know, I just like the game plan here. It was just mostly running the ball and getting it to uh, Aaron Jones and receiving. When We, we knew that Aaron Jones was going to be the, the leading receiver. He was. Uh and with able to get AJ Dillon involved, get him 16 carries, and Aaron Jones. So I, I like the the game plan from the running backs. Yeah, that was kind of what we had speculated, right? Is that you're going to see Aaron Jones used as a receiver, uh, which would free up some opportunities potentially for AJ Dillon to try to keep him fresh there. Uh, these running back, uh, AJ Dillon had 16 carries, Aaron Jones had 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, also combine that with 11 targets there for Aaron Jones. Uh, which you turn into seven receptions for 51 yards. And you know what? They were saying on the broadcast, I think Joe Buck was like, oh, you know, this guy is not Alvin Kamara. But, you know, we've See. been saying it for a minute, man, <laughs> like since last year. Yeah. Like, this dude is about as close as you can get uh, to the Alvin Kamaras, the Christian McCaffrey's yeah. of the world. Like, 
he had that play they just missed it where he's lined up out wide you know runs runs the runs a deep uh go route and you know Aaron Rodgers trusts them enough to throw that ball like which mm-hmm. you typically wouldn't throw to a running back in that situation but uh definitely got to love that in terms of in terms of takeaways um I guess it's more really just a concern right like cuz you know Kyle Murray got hurt and mm-hmm. It's different than when somebody gets hurt on Sunday because on Sunday, like, you ha- you hear about it, you know about it, and then, you know, they can't hide from it that following Monday or Tuesday. Like, they've got to answer, well, like, Kyler and the Cardinals are going to go into hiding for the next, like, five days now, and we're not going to know anything about Kyler's ankle until, like, Tuesday. Um, and obviously we know it's gonna it could limit him, you know, the type of player that he is. Um, and we saw him injured last year and take away some of that rushing. And it just doesn't take away the rushing. It takes away the rushing. It takes away some of the, you know, the secondhand plays that he makes, um, you know, some of the throwing on the run that they do. So it's definitely something to be, to keep in mind. So I'm concerned about, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he'll be OK, but just in the short term, like, what does that mean for Kyler and his fantasy production? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And for Diop as well, I mean, if he can't really, he dealt that hamstring, was able to make two excellent, well, one excellent play, got two receptions. But um, yeah, that hamstring did tighten up on him. He tried to come back in the game, came back out again. So uh, their two best players are dealing with some key injuries right now. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, any other takeaways for you here, Greg? Uh, no, I mean, continuing. I like their. Running game for the Cardinals, well, able to get into the end zone. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not much else to take away from this, um, except I texted you this when Chase Evans went out with that injury. Rondell Moore took the very next snap at running back, so um, <laughs> they were just trying to give James Conner some water, you know. That's all. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, he's he's got a little bit more upside as a. Than just your typical wide receiver four, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping in my keeper leagues and dynasty leagues. This man's gonna be a beast, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's move on to the football that has yet to be played, right? So we covered the 1 p.m. games already. So if you wanna you wanna catch that, you gotta go back to episode 210, hit those 1 p.m. games. But this is all about these 4 p.m. games, the uh, prime time games. And starts of the week. Also, can't forget about some get money. So let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump into the action. We got the one and five Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Seattle to take on the two and five Seattle Seahawks. This is a 43 and a half point total. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. This game takes place Sunday, 4.05 p.m. In terms of injuries for Jacksonville, AJ can the guard. He's ends up on injured reserve with a knee injury. Defensive tackle Jay Tefele ends up on IR with a hand. Um, On the Seattle side, Alex Collins, questionable with the groin. Uh, And then some interesting news came out of the camp or came out of Seattle regarding two players that are currently on the IR. First one is Chris Carson, who uh, hasn't, who's dealing with a neck injury on injured reserve. He, Pete Carroll said it's, it's possible that he could potentially be out for the rest of the year. So, that's definitely something to 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 take note of, uh, especially from Pete Carroll. Uh, cause knowing him, he said he'd be back like next week. Yeah. 
so definitely be mindful of that. Wish Chris Carson all the best, but don't think he's going to make it back to your fantasy lineup. Somebody had messaged me uh, over the weekend asking me, hey, Chris Carson's out on waivers. Should I pick him up? I said, I wouldn't burn any waiver priority for him, but um, you could add him. And that this was kind of the reason because we don't know his status for the rest of the year. Uh, the other news is Russell Wilson, who, who's dealing with that broken middle finger. He had the pin removed or he's scheduled to have the pin removed and he's he's ahead of schedule, which this I actually kind of believe that Russell Wilson is ahead of schedule. Um, you know, he's fighting and clawing and scratching uh, to do everything he can to not have to do imaginary two minute drills before the mm-hmm. game. So I, I think he's trying to get out there. But uh, in terms of the game here, uh, I'm going to take the under going to take Seattle to cover going to take Seattle to win here. Um, in terms of the fantasy matchups, I'm going to take James Robinson as a, you know, he's an RB one for me this week. Uh, but I'm not really in love with the rest of the Jacksonville side. You know, I, I know the matchup looks great, but Jacksonville hasn't been good. Uh, so, you know, maybe you could start a Marvin Jones, um, you know, as a wide receiver, but I think that we could probably go elsewhere potentially this week. I think Dan Arnold is streamable tight end in this matchup. Uh, just, because of the nature of tight end and the volume of targets you can see and how bad Seattle is against tight ends. Um, but on the Seattle side, I think it's just Alex Collins and DK Metcalf for me. I think those are the only pieces I really want to trust. Uh, I really want to attach myself to in this offense, but Greg, what, what about you, man? Yeah, I'm like pretty much on the other side. I got the over, I got Jacksonville covering. I got Jacksonville winning this game. Um, don't really think Seattle's, any good without Russell Wilson like I uh so in this game actually on Jacksonville side yeah I do like some players on this side I think Trevor Lawrence is a QB2 option uh borderline streaming I mean he came off probably his best game solid game in the before the bye uh 300 over 300 passing yards they're now after the bye so they got to work on some stuff uh James Robinson definitely agree prime top five play here uh Seattle's not very good against running backs um giving up about 110 yards per game uh, love Marvin Jones actually in this matchup. I think he's a solid wide receiver too. And Vishka, I think he's in that flex conversation. He did get T10 targets in that London game. Uh, he's got over seven receptions in three games already this year. So he's definitely in, in play for PPR leagues. And on Seattle side, yeah, I, I agree. See, it's Alex Collins and DK. Uh, there's really no reason to play anyone else on the Seattle offense. But uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville gets it done. Yeah, definitely. And even DK is tough, man, because if he doesn't yeah. catch that 80-yard touchdown last week, like yeah. his stat line is nothing. So yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely you're not putting Miles out top 30, but like yeah, it's not you're not happy about. Yeah, no, he's like we've anymore. been saying, man. He's a wide receiver too. It has weekly wide receiver one upside just because yeah. he's a freak. Yep. Uh, but outside of that, like I, I'm not clamoring to again attach myself to Geno Smith. So yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to this next game, man. We got the also 4 or 5 p.m., the 3 and 4 New England Patriots traveling to L.A. to take on the 4 and 2 L.A. Chargers. This is a 48 and a half point total. The Chargers are five and a half point favorites here. In terms of the injuries, linebacker Brandon King for New England is out. Um, and for the Chargers side, we had something, you know, a little, a little, you know, it's Halloween time, but you know, this is a little too scary for me. Uh, Austin Eckler questionable with some hip soreness popped up on the injury report. 
late on Wednesday, so the injury had to happen sometime between Wednesday's practice and Thursday's practice. Um, and so, you know, that's never good when you get a midweek downgrade, but Brandon Staley has seemed, you know, he's he sounded so, somewhat optimistic, saying that, you know, Eckler was just dealing with some soreness um, and, and that, you know, he's feeling much better today than he did the day before. And I say today, I mean Friday versus compared to Thursday. And so, um, you know, definitely something to monitor there for for Austin Eckler. Uh, but I do have a feeling that he plays. I mean, you look at the Chargers, you look at how they've they've handled injuries all the way back to training camp. Like they hold guys out. They don't make guys play in games, even though, uh, you know, they might mean meaningless. And, and we saw Eckler be a late week downgrade, you know, earlier in the season. I think it was week one. He was a late week downgrade and still play that game after missing practices. So. I think Eckler plays, but Greg, um, you know, what say you on the Chargers side or just in, on the game in general? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover, but I'm going to take LA Chargers to win. Um, on the Chargers side, it's interesting. I'm trying to think about who Belichick probably wants to take away the most. Uh, I mean, Eckler's banged up. I mean, they do run the. I do think Eckler's going to play. I like him as a play. I think he wants to take away more of the big plays like Mike Williams and stuff like that. So, um, Herbert, I still think he's a low in QB1 in this matchup. Eckler, again, I, I like him as an RB1, low in RB1. I think this is hopefully, I'm not hopefully, I think this is the Keenan Allen game. I think this is it, Um, you know, just because of what Belichick probably wants to take away in the big plays. I think Keenan Allen is going to eat up a lot of receptions. Um, And on the, Jared Cook is also a low in tight end one play. He's just been pretty solid for you um, throughout the, the last couple of weeks. On the New England side, Matt Jones has been playing better. I'm not ready to, you know, start him yet in for all formats. He's still not two QB conversation, two quarterback league. Uh, really on New England is Damian Harris for me. Uh, he's just he's got a good matchup here against the Chargers, who uh, really like to they're really good in the passing game, so they like to funnel all their points to the running game. So I think Damian Harris is probably the main guy for me here. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Um, you know, if Eckler can play, I think he's actually in a phenomenal spot here. Um, if he doesn't, I'm not really sure who the true backup is. We see yeah, I don't really. all three of these guys get work. Uh, yeah. Larry Roundtree, Justin Jackson, and now mm-hmm. even Joshua Kelly. Uh, Justin Jackson's probably the closest in terms of skill set to Eckler. But we haven't seen him play so or play much. So what's the thought that they're just going to hand him all this work after not yeah. giving him any? So maybe it goes to a committee. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but who knows? Maybe it's worth having one of these guys on your roster, on your bench, like around 4 o'clock, just in case, you know, this is a longer-term injury or – uh, and, and, you know, you have a 33% chance of getting it right with one of these running backs. So mm-hmm. uh, that'd probably be worth it. Uh, if if so, but so if he if he does play, I'm in. If, if he doesn't play, I'm, I'm probably going to stash one of these guys and, and not really look to play anyone. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I think they're also in good spots. I agree with your sentiment. I think Belichick wants to take something away. He's got to take away that beat that deep passing game. Uh, and so 
you know, you're calling your shot here with the Keenan Allen game. I love it. Every time I've done it, it's not come to fruition. So <laughs> I, know, I, know. I wish you better luck than me, sir. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, but I think Herbert exacts revenge here. I don't know if you if we quite remember last year, uh, the Patriots gave the Chargers a beating. Uh, they made Herbert look normal and inhuman and mortal, I should say. Um, but I think that he can get his revenge this year against the New England Patriots. On the New England Patriots side, I think Dam- Damian Harris in another really good spot this week against the L.A. Chargers. And then we got a Hunter Henry revenge true, game. True, right? true. You're right. You're right. That's right. Game also, also in a great spot as well. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to call a shot, too. I think we get the Jacoby Myers oh, touchdown. Oh, man. Yo. <laughs> I hope so, man. It's been, it's been how many years? Like three years now? <laughs> two, two and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. He got that two-point conversion, so he's close. He's tasted. He's, yeah, right. He's, he like. knows what the end zone feels <laughs> taste like, right? So, uh, let's move on to this next matchup, though. Sunday, 4:25 p.m. We've got the two and five Washington football team traveling to Denver to take on the three and four Denver Broncos. Forty-three and a half point total. Broncos are three-point favorites. There is some rain expected in this game. So be mindful of that. Again, nothing crazy from a weather perspective in terms of heavy rain and wind that we need to be concerned about. But just be mindful. It will be raining. Uh, On the Denver side in terms of the injuries, Jerry Judy, he's on injured reserve. He's set to return. He is practicing this week. Sat out practice Friday after dealing with some soreness, um, you know, earlier in the week. Uh, you know, from practicing earlier in the week. So got to be mindful of that. See if he plays and monitor that situation. Uh, Von Miller, he's questionable with an ankle. Um, defensive tackle Mike Purcell, he's out. On the Washington side, a wide receivers, Diami Brown, knee, Curtis Samuel, groin, uh, are both out. Cam Sims is questionable with a hamstring. Um, and then, Offensive tackle Sam Cosme is also out. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Denver to cover, Denver to win. Uh, in terms of the fantasy side, Teddy Bridgewater, your stream of the week. He's a QB1, in my opinion. like the matchup here for the Denver Broncos as well. Uh, I am going to be going with Javante. I feel like I go with Javante every week, but... <laughs> I don't know. I've got a feeling. Uh, I'm going with it. So, Javante will be the guy I lean towards in that backfield this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, they led the way in terms of receiving, and I I think they're ones at their positions. If Jerry Judy plays, the matchup is so good, and Jerry Mm -hmm. Judy looks so good in week one, I'm going to throw him out there. Um, But I would not expect a whole lot in his first game back. But on the Washington side, did y'all notice when I was reading off the injury report that I did not mention Antonio Gibson? No, yes, sir. You're right. He's not, he's also awesome, so. <laughs> uh, he seems like he's healthy. The matchup here is really good too. So I would I would be in a fire him up. Or uh, Taylor Heineke, he's in a tough spot this week. Um, as is wide receiver Terry McLaurin, who actually uh, he was removed from the injury report, but was dealing with uh, an ankle injury. Uh, that well, he was dealing with the ankle injury that he picked up while dealing with a hamstring injury last week. So Terry's banged up. 
so be mindful of how that impacts Terry. Uh, he's been banged up at different points throughout his career, and it's you know affected his production. So just be mindful of that. And then uh, you know I think with all these injuries in the past game, I think Ricky Seals Jones continues to be targeted heavily. So Greg, where, where are you at with this matchup, man? Yeah, I'm with you as well. I got the over. Have the Denver Broncos covering and the Denver Broncos winning. Um, yeah, on the Denver side, I do like pretty much a lot of these offensive pieces because Washington's defense has been very bad. Teddy B, uh, again, my stream of the week. Uh, the running backs, they're both low in RB2s for me. Um, yeah, hoping Javante just starts to continue to, you know, to, to gain some momentum as we get down the stretch. Uh, and as a receiver, I like all three of them if they can play. Um, if Judy comes back in, Tim Patrick does slide down to more of a wide receiver four, but Sutton and Judy, if they're able to play, I think they're both good, strong wide receiver two plays. Uh, on Washington, uh, yeah, Heineke, I'm not really trying to force here if you can. Uh, I'm really only trusting A.J. Gibson and, and Terry McLaurin. And uh, J.D. McKissick seems to always find some value in here in games, especially if it's competitive. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, Halloween, Terry McLaurin's got a ball out. <laughs> He's got to, man. Scary Terry. Um, let's move on to this next matchup, man. 425 p.m. The 6-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to take on the 4-2 and two New Orleans Saints. 49.5 point total here. The Bucs are five-point favorites. In terms of the game here, this game has been a dome, uh, so no worry about the weather. But in terms of injuries on the New Orleans side, Oh, man. Uh, Andrews Pete, uh, offensive lineman, he's out. Dwayne Washington, running back, out. Peyton Turner, defensive end, out. Taysom Hill, uh, quarterback, tight end, flex guy, Sean Payton's favorite favorite buddy, out with a concussion. Uh, Deontay Harris, questionable with a hamstring. On the Tampa Bay side, Antonio Brown is out with an ankle. Gronk is questionable with those ribs injuries. Uh, JPP questionable with a shoulder and a hand. Levante David seems to be making his way back from that ankle injury. He's questionable. And then Richard Sherman, who was dealing with the hamstring, he's questionable with that hamstring. Greg, where are you at? I'm going to take the under. I'm taking Tampa Bay to cover. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay to win. Uh, this is two, you know, revenge games for, I mean, they did get him in the playoffs, but during the regular season, the Saints did uh, pretty much handle the Bucs uh, both times. Um, so, on the Bucs side, I like love Tom Brady in this matchup. I think he does go off in the dome. You know, just no matter who you throw out there as receiver, he's going to find a way. Uh, Leonard Fournette is a low-end RB1, a strong RB2. Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, you're continuing to play him, even in the tough matchup against his rush defense. The receivers, I'm hoping Grock can come back. He's uh, able to be back at practice, which is great news. Um, so if he's out there, I think you should fire him up, um, especially without any AB. Um, it, there'll be targets definitely in this in this uh, passing game. And then both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, both strong wide receiver twos. One of them's got wide receiver one upside with, with some touchdowns, but they both got a great target share. Um, also, it's got some a lot of good touchdown production on the same side. Um, James Wilson is in a good spot with a good matchup. He's going to have to put up points here as well to you know stay keep pace with the Bucks. So I do have him in some streaming conversation here. And Alvin Kamara is going to be his main guy who's going to get it to. So that's all I really care for to play as far as the skill players. Yeah, for me, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take New Orleans to cover, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. 
Uh, I think on the New Orleans side, Alvin Kamara should eat this week against the Bucks. Uh, I mean, you know, they if there's one way for your running backs to get production against the Bucks, it's through receiving. That's Alvin Kamara's specialty. Mm-hmm. So I expect him to eat up this week. Uh, the Bucks have been playing well against quarterbacks recently. How did you forget the Jameis Winston revenge game? Narrative? The Jameis Winston revenge game. <laughs> That's true because it's been so far removed, but he's here. Yeah, right. he's here. I, so they've been playing well against quarterbacks recently, and I know it's you know it's a nice story with Jameis this week, but it does come with some risk. So be mindful of that. I wouldn't go. You know, both diving both feet in uh, with with uh, Jameis Winston this week as a stream option. Uh, Tom Brady, though, continues to be a QB one. You know, Leonard Fournette, man, last three weeks, last three games, he's the RB five in PPR points per game. Uh, The dude has been he's been awesome. So, I, you know, continue to fire him up as an RB one. Mike Evans. Uh, faces his nemesis and oh, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. Yes, sir. <laughs> Definitely but gonna be a fight. <laughs> he and Godwin get this bump with AB out, uh, and you know Evans could always catch two balls for two touchdowns <laughs> and make his day. So uh, definitely gonna play him. But other than that, I think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, you know, should be some back and forth to it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Moving sure. on to Sunday night football, though. Ooh. We've got the five and one Dallas Cowboys traveling to Minnesota to take on the three and three Minnesota Vikings. This game's at Sunday, eight twenty PM. Fifty five point total. I don't know. Actually I gotta check to see if the if the total It's fifty two now, actually. Yeah. It's fifty two point total. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys were two and a half point favorites. That line has since shifted. Crazy. Full shift. Three points in the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings' favor. Full tilt. So, catch that. We got a game that dropped from 55 to 52, and the Cowboys went from being two and a half point favorites to three point underdogs. Crazy. That's a four and a half point swing. Five and a half point swing. So, something's going on. Just be mindful of it. <laughs> Game is in a dome. Dak Prescott, who's dealing with that calf, is probably what's going on. Uh, you know, we've seen, we've heard competing stories out of Dallas, uh, Dallas's camp that, you know, Mike McCarthy sounds pessimistic as to whether Dak Prescott would be available this week. Um, Jerry Jones is taking <laughs> a page out of Pete Carroll's book. Tends to be optimistic. In his own book. Jerry Jones' own book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, Dak Prescott, thinking Dak Prescott has an opportunity to play. The fact that this is a conversation coming out of the bye the Friday before the game makes me... Yeah, it's a huge story. Yeah, it's good. ...to believe that this guy is going to play. And Vegas tends to... (laughs) They don't think he's going to play. So Cooper Rush, be prepared, and everyone will be prepared for Cooper Rush. But uh, continuing on the injury front for Dallas, Michael Gallup, who is set, who could return from IR with that calf injury, seems like he's not going to make the trip to Minnesota. They're going to give him one more week potentially. Uh, Tyron Smith, left tackle, he's questionable. 
Uh, Maurice Kennedy, he was uh, added to IR with a concussion. Uh, Brent Irvin was added to IR with a triceps injury. On the Minnesota side, Michael Pierce, he's out with an elbow. Patrick Jones, he's doubtful. And then Ben Ellison, uh, tight end, he went to IR with a knee and a foot injury. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover, which is crazy because I took Minnesota to cover at two and a, when they were two-and-a-half-point dogs. Mm. So I'm taking Minnesota to cover, Minnesota to win here. Um, in terms of the game, I'm taking Zeke Elliott as an RB1 for sure. Uh, just given the volume and the touchdown opportunity that he's that he uh, you know he's get he's been he's gonna have uh, Dak Prescott uh, not o- if he does play he's not only dealing with that calf but also has to deal with this tough Minnesota defense that has played much much better uh, in recent weeks than than we've seen them play over the last two years uh, you know being a top three team against the quarterback position in terms of fantasy points per game over that time span so. I think all the passing weapons get a downgrade for me, whether Dak plays or not. Uh, and on the Minnesota side, I like the entire Minnesota offense. I know this Dallas defense has been good, but they have still been allowing yards. They've still been allowing points. They just force turnovers, and they and they get a lot of a lot of big plays on that side of the ball. So I continue. I will continue to to roll out Kirk Cousins. I love Justin Jefferson this week. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very much into da- Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I like the, I like the Minnesota side. Greg, what about you, man? Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys to cover. I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win. I'm thinking, uh, if that Dak is going to be able to go, I'm assuming that he is. Um, and with that, I do think he makes that much of a difference, even if he is limited with the calf to to get the Cowboys to win. Um. On the Cowboys side, if Dak is going, I think he's still, you know, low on QB one here. Uh, Zeke, you're playing him regardless. Uh, if Dak can't go, that's even a huge extra bump for him to be in like the RB one category. Uh, they're going to use him a lot and also use Tony Pollard most likely if if it's Cooper Rush. Uh, and for the receivers, C.D. Lamb, Mark Cooper, uh, Dalton Schultz, the pass, passing game will be with them if that can go. If obviously if he can't go, all those guys, three guys get a slight up downgrade, um, not a slight downgrade, a, a clear downgrade. Uh, and then on the Minnesota side, like Captain Kirk here, um, definitely has also in that QB one territory. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he's going, you're, you're playing him. RB one is of course the receivers also like uh, you know before this uh, Dak news, I thought it was gonna be kind of a shootout here. Uh, so I had like a lot of hope for everyone really to do pretty well in this game. Uh, hopefully Dak can go. Yeah, man, I definitely hope Dak can go because I just I, I like it for, you know, for the game in general. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, all right, man, let's move on to this last primetime game, this Monday night game. We got the two and five New York Giants traveling to Kansas City to take on the three and four Kansas City Chiefs. Fifty two and a half point total. Chiefs are 10 point favorites. In terms of weather, there's a 25% chance of rain. Not really concerned about much wind in this game. In terms of injuries, Evan Ingram's questionable with the calf. He was a limited participant in practice. Sterling Shepard, he's uh, dealing with that hamstring injury. He was limited. Correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. Did Sterling Shepard play two weeks ago and he did. not play last week? Yeah, he played. He came back, played, then got re like reaggravated it, then didn't play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kadarius Tony, he's 
he was limited on Friday with the ankle. Back at practice though. Mm-hmm. Looking mm-hmm. like play. We just got to. That one's tough because they play on Monday night, so it's like you got to kind of set your lineup, and you probably won't have enough information. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm like I have a league where you know a few leagues, but I have you know a situation where I got Kadarius Tony on the bench and. Basically, what happened, depending on what happens in those one o'clock games and what I need, like I got Alex Collins sitting in the flex, I might just pull that switcheroo. Yeah, man. Uh, depending on what happens, but we'll see as we get more information. Um, it's definitely a situation to monitor. Kenny Galladay, he was a DMP, so it looks like he might be out. Uh, Saquon Barkley also a DMP. Uh, linebacker Carter Coughlin is questionable, uh, and then safety uh, do it all. For the New York Giants defense, Jabril Peppers, he ends up on IR with an ankle and a knee injury. So definitely uh, hope that he he gets better soon. Uh, but Greg, where are you at with uh, this matchup here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Giants to cover, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win um, on the Giants side. I do like Dane Jones in this matchup. He did. Bounced back slightly last week. Um, they were able to get that win, even though it was a super ugly game. Um, I think he continues to ride that momentum to get you the numbers he was getting in the start of the season. Uh, so he's in that you know, mid-tier, not I mean, QB2 territory, but some QB1 upside. Uh, Mahomes, I mean, sorry, on the running backs. Devontae Booker, also like him as well. Um, pretty much like this entire offense. Whoever can step on the field, uh, it's just a matter who's going to be able to play. To Darius Tony, he was back. To, he was limited back to practice. I think. I think they give it a go here. He within. I think they do need him in the receiving game, uh, especially if Sterling can't go. If he's questionable, so if Cardarius is able to play, he's the only one I feel like. If if TDR on the fence with anyone, you just fire him up. Like you just take that risk because uh, this boy is special. And on the Chiefs side, Mahomes I think he's in the ultimate bounce back spot here. He had this worst game arguably of his career. Last week, uh, there's only up for him in this game. Um, Darrell Williams, I love him in this matchup. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, of course, uh, they're going to eat and be ones at their position. Yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'm i going to take the under. I will take Kansas City to cover. Like, this is such a crazy thing because, like, it's Kansas City. It's, it's like 10 points. Right. And, but. I could totally see the Giants covering that 10, but I'm going to just go with the under here. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Kansas City to cover, Kansas City to win. Uh, on the Kansas City side, Daryl Williams, RB1 for me this week. I love this matchup for him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's a quarterback one, but then we're at the point, man, I got to stop giving him the benefit of the doubt, man. You got to you gotta come in here. I'm going to put it on the lower half of the quarterback one territory. Uh, I understand that you'll probably turn it around, especially because I said what I said just now, and you'll <laughs> come in here on Monday with egg on my face. So it's cool, man. I appreciate it. Uh, but you know, uh, Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver one. Um, Travis Kelsey, also a tight end one. I do have Miko Hardman as a potential top thirty play this week at wide receiver, um, just based on targets that he's received over the last few weeks and. Uh, his usage and the matchup here. So he ends up as a top 30 play on the Giants side. You know, Daniel Jones, definitely a, a quarterback one. He's he's played well outside of just one game. And that was right. against the Rams. Uh, so I, I like him to play well this week, uh, be a quarterback one. Devontae Booker, 
uh, continuing to, if, you know, assuming Saquon Barkley doesn't play, you know, the matchup here is good. And I think, say, uh, you know, Devontae Booker could end up as a, you know, top 24 play, which is pretty much what he's been since taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, I've got him right now as a wide receiver three, uh, but that's even just like not really knowing if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he if I know he's going to play, you assume he's going to see a, a bulk of those targets. Uh, he'll definitely end up in wide receiver two or better territory for sure. Uh, and then Evan Ingram, I, I like I like the matchup this week. Uh, has you know 14 and a half percent of the team targets. He was he's my tight end stream of the week. Um, yeah, I'm very very much into Evan Ingram this week. But that's where it stops for me. Yeah, word word word. All right, man. Let's uh let's jump into this money time, man. These starts to the week, man. Gotta gotta get it right. So yes, sir. Greg. I'm going to start with you, man. Who's your quarterback start of the week this week? Yeah, this is actually just a confidence booster. You know, obviously, you know, to go with what you said, uh, you know, Mahomes heard that, man. And so he's definitely going to go off in this matchup. I'm going with Pat Mahomes versus the Giants. Whoever thought he'd be in start of the week territory. That means, you know, he had had to have a bad week. Uh, gets his bounce back against the Giants at home. Uh, their favorites, I think, will be a little competitive as I have the Giants covering. But I think he, you know, make, just simplifies the game more. That's really what he needs to do. Uh, not do anything crazy. Just take what the defense gives him, which is still could be 10, 15, 20-yard plays. Definitely, man, definitely. Uh, I I just even feel bad for doing this one, but I don't <laughs> – I actually honestly don't feel that bad. And you'll hear why. Josh Allen is my quarterback start of the week. Obviously, he's going to be in your lineups. But this one is about him being the number one guy on the week. Mm-hmm. By my by my math, by my calculations, he should lap the field here in fantasy points. And so I'm calling my shot here against this Miami defense that's given up 24 and a half points per game the last three weeks. That's the third most during that time. Josh Allen himself has averaged 28.4 during that same time span. Really like Josh Allen this week. Uh, like I said, I know he's going to be in your lineups, but super fire him up this week. Yeah, definitely love that. Josh Allen's going to destroy. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? I'm going to go with James Robinson versus Seattle. I have Jags covering, so I think James Robinson is going to be the main guy to make that happen. You know, over the last three games, he's getting almost 18 carries per game, getting averaging about 100, right at 100 yards per game. So he's really been running the ball very well especially you know after those first couple weeks where he wasn't getting any volume he's getting the volume he's getting the the good play uh with this good matchups again seattle's giving up over 100 yards to to rushing to running backs so the the matchup is very good here and just the spot is good for robinson to take over and get this win i love that one man he definitely he definitely was in consideration for me as a running back start of the week i think he's a top 10 play this week uh i'm going with a confidence booster Mm-hmm. As well as uh, calling for a an upward spike in trajectory here for somebody, and that is Antonio Gibson, uh, AG. He's healthy this week. The matchup is good. I know the last few weeks have been terrible. Uh, he's the RB thirty, RB thirty five in that time. He's averaged just fifteen, almost fifteen rush attempts, fifty one, fifty one yards. Uh, three and a half yards per carry there. It has not been great, but like I said, not on the injury report this week. 
and the matchup is good. I think the opportunities are going to be there for a big day against the Denver defense that's given up the third most PPR points to running backs over the last three weeks. Washington is limited in terms of options in the pass game. That should mean more touches for a healthier Antonio Gibson. So I'm not calling for a top five finish, but I think that he'll find he'll probably have one of his better games since uh, since we drafted him this season this week. So fire AG up. Yeah, we'll definitely love that for sure. Greg, what about your wide receiver start of the week, man? I'm gonna go with the bounce back for you know mostly tied to Sam Darnold. DJ Moore gets it done going against Atlanta, uh, coming off you know multi I mean ten targets in his last game, had 13 targets before that as well. So the target number is only going up. The snap share is also only going up. He's just gonna have to dominate in this game for the Cardinals to get this win against Atlanta and keep pace and points. And the matchup is also very good. Atlanta giving up over 150 yards to receivers, almost. Touch almost two touchdowns to receivers per game. So, yeah, I do like the matchup for sure in this thing. And DJ Moore is going to have to get it done. Nah, man, I like that one. Um, my wide receiver start of the week, I got to get a little stack here. But it's not the stack you might think it is. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, of course, everyone's going to start Stefan Diggs for sure. Yep, yep. But um, Emmanuel Sanders, he's been so good, and he should continue to do well in this wonderful matchup against the Dolphins. He's second. On the team in terms of target share, he's averaging, uh, you know, over the last three weeks, he's averaging set almost 17 yards per reception. He's got a 68% catch rate during that time span. Start this man up. Yes, sir. Greg, what about your tight end start of the week? I'm going with Tyler Higby going against Houston. Uh, just the positive regression of him getting all those red zone targets. Only two touchdowns on the year. Houston tied for giving up the most touchdowns to the tight end position. Uh, just it's going to be a blowout. I think everyone eats in this matchup, uh, including Tyler Higbee. Uh, so, yeah, he's been mentioned as a start of week a, a lot of weeks this year. So, yeah, I think he keeps rolling. No, correction. He's been brought up a lot of times. He was start of the week one time. And the one oh, time the start of the week, he, he, he did not come through for me. And so me and him have a little thing going on. Come know. up a season high, eight targets last week. So, no, you know, yeah, I said. get it. Higby's been great. You know, especially I, I did not like Higby coming into the year, but he's been he's been great. Uh, just me and him, we got a little, you know, something going. We got a little beef because of that start of the week, uh, you know, that we had. But I, you know what? Maybe you and Higby have a much better relationship than I do. You you don't call him out as much as nearly as much as I do. So I, <laughs> I definitely feel like he comes through for you this week. Somebody I definitely have called out before. So we'll see if they come through for me this week. My tight end start of the week, Hunter Henry. It's a revenge game, which we know Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, they're not going to take that lightly. No. And oh my, is the matchup nice. <laughs> the LA Chargers have given up the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position over these last three weeks. Then the Chargers on the season allow 24% of their opponent's targets to go to the tight end position. That's fifth in the league. I think the stars align for a top five finish here for Hunter Henry. Yeah, definitely like Hunter Henry. He's just been pretty much separating himself from John o. Smith, making John o. Smith that black and tight end. So, yeah, I like Hunter Henry. Definitely, man. And now we got to play some get money. Cha-ching, cha-ching, uh, Greg, yes, sir. I feel like you got first pick last week. I yep. remember yes, sir. that because yes, uh, <laughs> it hurt me. Uh, so I'm actually going to take the first pick here. And I'm going to go with um, – Let's see, who's the slate breaker? 
Ooh. <laughs> Who's the slate breaker? It's the main slate, so there's no Monday Night Football. I'm going to take uh, – mm. I'm going to go Cooper Cup, 9,200. Let's just throw it in there. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth the price for sure. It is um, totally worth it. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver in that Buffalo game. Uh, yeah, 7,300. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to go um, Josh Allen, 8,800 as my quarterback. Word. Uh, as my first running back, I'm going to take James Robinson, my running back start of the week, 8,200. Going against Seattle. For my first running back, I'm actually going to go DeAndre Swift, 7,900, going up against Philly. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with my RB2. I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard, 6,600, going against Atlanta. All right. Uh, With my second wide receiver, I'm actually going to go Emmanuel Sanders, Mm -hmm. 6,700, my wide receiver start of the week there. Love that. I'm going to go as my second wide receiver, DJ Moore. My wide receiver started the week, 7,700 uh, in that matchup with Atlanta as well. I feel much better because I don't feel like we're competing for the same players right now. Nah, so. nah, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> this is all going to be different. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to just lock in my defense now. Uh, Buffalo, 4,700. Fair, fair. Uh, going to take as my third receiver, Cortland Sutton. 7100 going against Washington. Just love attacking Washington all every week. That's a really good one. Uh, for my, I'm gonna put him in my flex, but he's really my number two running back based on you know timing and whatnot. But Antonio Gibson, my running back start of the week, 6200. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna at my tight end. I'm gonna take Tyler Higby, my tight end start of the week. He's at 5300. Uh, excellent matchup here. Yeah, for uh, my let's see, I only got two spots left to do this. Uh, for my third running back or my second running back, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Miles Gaskin, 5700, going up against Buffalo. The gas man, like that for sure. Uh, quarterback, I'm gonna go Hurt season, Jalen Hurts, 8400 in that also Philly Detroit game. Gotta get some action in there. I knew that you would do that, <laughs> which is fine. Cause I was like, all right, well, if he still is Josh Allen, I'll just save 400 bucks and I'll go to, to Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, for my last wide receiver spot, this one sounds a little crazy. I'm going with Jamal Agnew okay. of Seattle for fifth or uh, of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. Yep, yep. Seattle for 5,300. Yeah, I like that for sure. Uh, and I'm up for my flex, reaching deep in the bag because I need some money. Samaji P. Ryan, 5,700 in that Jets game. Uh, just yeah, hoping he gets in that end zone here. Yeah, definitely like that one. For my last pick, uh, my tight end start of the week is Hunter Henry. So he gets this tight end spot, 5,500. No money left. Drop the mic. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also have no money. I'm taking the Bears, 3,700. As my, you know, my streaming a week and taking their defense as well. Uh, hopefully, you can get some sacks. Yeah, zero dollars, you. <laughs> All right, well, so I'm gonna read off this lineup. Uh, Josh Allen, 8,800. Uh, quarterback Miles Gaskin, uh, running back 5,700. DeAndre Swift, 7,900. Uh, at wide receiver, I got Cooper Cup, 9,200. 
Wide receiver two is Emmanuel Sanders, 6,700. My wide receiver three, Jamal Agnew, 5,300. Hunter Henry's my tight end for 5,500. Antonio Gibson gets my flex spot at 6,200. And Buffalo Bills defense for 4,700. Word, word. For my lineup, I have Jalen Hurts at quarterback, 8,400. James Robinson as my RB1 at 8,200. Chuba Hubbard at my RB2 at 6,600. DJ Moore, wide receiver one at 7,700. Stefan Diggs as my second wide receiver at 7,300. Corlin Sutton, 7,100 as my wide receiver three. Tyler Higby at tight end for 5,300. And then I'm on flex, got some Maji P. Ryan at 5,700 as well. And lastly, the Bears, 3,700 defense. Oh, man, this one's going to be interesting for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully, hopefully I can I can close the gap here, but who knows? Apparently... Uh, I, Greg is my kryptonite in this game of get money. So, um, all right, let's let's uh let's wrap it up, man. It's week yes, eight, Halloween. I know, Greg, you have some trick or treating to do, so we don't want to hold you up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's early too. I gotta get back before bedtime. You know, chill. <laughs> uh, with that being said, everybody, good luck this week. Be safe, y'all. Uh, we appreciate y'all for for vibing with us every every week, man. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll catch y'all next week for the week eight recap. Uh, but until next time, y'all, we are out of here. Peace. We out.